when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm clicking on this document yeah. that's in my email uh, right uh, now. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, we're offering 25% off annual subscriptions to Waypoint Plus if you use the code WaypointHoliday at checkout uh, at waypointplus.com between uh, now. Now would be... Not now. <laughs> it would be <laughs> this, November 26th. Okay. Um, so it's the 26th through the 29th. So starting on Friday uh, through Monday. Uh, Monday. Yeah. I would assume Monday at midnight Eastern time would be my guess is when that, when that ends. And if, if it works how it worked the last time, it'll stack. So if you already purchase an annual subscription, um, if you purchase uh, it here, it's not that you won't be able to get it. It'll just stack on to your existing um sub um so if you missed out on that the first time when we did the uh all day stream from a from a few weeks back uh you've got another chance to get you or or a friend in on in on waypoint plus What's good, Internet? It's November 22nd, and you are listening to... It's November 23rd, and you are listening oh to Waypoint God. Radio, episode right. 444. <laughs> is this like a bit with you now? <laughs> no! This is real. This is happening. Is this real? It's serious. It's, or is this a dream? Oh, wow. Are you watching Escaflone, too? Uh, <laughs> no, that was a Kingdom Hearts reference. That's fine, though. Wow. Oh, they, they just ripped off Escaflone, huh? Wow. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Rob Zachney, and I'm joined by Patrick Klepek. He's still paying for Funimation, folks. We can tell based on his references. <laughs> to classic anime? I'm going to... Uh, it no, comes you... by that Funimation name, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to start adding... I'm going to add, like, I got my own list of reminders for canceling things that you make fun of me for despite it being highly effective. I'm going to start sending them for you. I'm going to send my <laughs> Christmas gift to Rob. Hey. Rob, just tell me when you sign up for something. I'm going to look up the, the fine print, and then I'm going to let you know when you need to cancel that. I want to sure know what kind finish. of... I want to know what kind of subscription boxes you have. You have. I feel like you get some subscription boxes. Me? Of, no, Rob. I oh, feel like yeah. Rob gets, like, a monthly... Something, you know what I mean? Like uh, so, but, you but you have to, for the man cave where you just you get a bunch of stuff for men uh, that comes in a box, and it, you know you just pick the, what you love. Except you have to balance that against my fastidiousness, mm-hmm. and so I think that's where it gets tricky. Is there's things that are like want to send the man bo- the man box to you every month, and I'm like probably not. No, I I probably have higher standards than that. These this is not. <laughs> But you I don't do want the free overstock. Trial. You don't want the overstock uh, junk box that <laughs> that goes out. You know what was month? killer though was BarkBox. Like BarkBox Bark box is, was just like is nothing good. I hear. Box. Like that was like Mina loved that shit. Um, yeah. The, the problem was she loved it. Like she she likes to play with toys, but she doesn't destroy them. And uh, so like BarkBox kind of like 
remove the need for its own existence because there was mm. a point where it's just like we have like a year's worth of Mina toys and the treats aren't that good. So like we just didn't need it. We, we, had, a, we had a similar thing. We had a, a, a very kind family member sign um, our kids up for these like monthly project boxes and they were mm. su- super neat. Um, but we just became clear. We were like, they're like, they can't, Jessica could not do them on her own. It's like, Hey, you're going to build like a, like your own homemade pinball machine out of these little, like, uh, you know, a paper, like all the stuff's here and you could do it. And it's super cool, but she can't do it by herself. And they're like, you know, a 90 minute, two hour project. It's like, okay, <laughs> those projects have now stacked in the corner. Yeah. Like, Waiting for COVID is still ongoing, but we've like exited the phase where it's like every day we need something like really time, time consuming to to do with her. Uh, <laughs> and so there's just a lot of projects just, just sitting in the corner. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I similarly have my own project sitting in the corner in the form of like two or three uh, keyboard kits that I need nice, to nice. just sit down. Are any of them quiet? Uh, zero. Zero of them. <laughs> Could one of them quiet. be quiet? Um, <laughs> Can you make Maybe a quiet I'll make one? a quiet one. Maybe I will. I don't know. That might maybe be I'll I'll play play around with a quiet keyboard. But then I don't, I don't get the I don't satisfaction think that, that's like, of the nice clicky. That's what I mean. Like pe- people that get into keyboards, like don't. That is not one of the attributes of the keyboard enthusiast. Well, is you gotta, you, I need it to be sleek and quite. No, they're do. like I'm I need sure. people to know that I'm into keyboards. When I'm on the Discord call, I'm the keyboard person. I'm sure I, someone I cool. out there is the John Cage of keyboards, just making the quietest. Just you know, it's all about the silence. It's all about the space. They're out there somewhere. It's not me, but they exist. <laughs> well, I'm just like every every time like reading stuff to a podcast with Natalie, it's like I'm in a scene in, in all the president's men for the first like five minutes of setup. Just, just, just filing like, your copy for the morning paper. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just Natalie, and it's the I sound of like the Washington Post out. newsroom. Yeah, <laughs> the news, the news need to come out. Uh, beep, 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 beep. That's is, me. the, is the editor being stabbed as they as they do this? Yes. Yes, my yeah. That's the story. That's the news. That's, that's how people are currently being stabbed. The news. The news. <laughs> that is that. That is how Patrick's every day used to be. As a matter uh-huh. of fact, was just yeah. like, Got to get these stories. It was like it was like time to make the donuts. Like crossed with Sam carrying Frodo to Mount Doom. Right. Like that's <laughs> that's basically uh, the the vibe. Uh, you already heard her. Natalie Watson joining us. Also, our producer, Ricardo Contreras. But hey, we have an important email. Uh, and we're <gasps> getting through some emails today. Hmm. But this is an important one. This is a PSA. Oh, okay. Candle thoughts <gasps> from a candle maker. No name given. Oh, okay, great. As someone who used to sell candles and tried to do it in a safe, consistently burning way, let me tell you, Natalie's trick may work with certain candles. Quick side note, we almost remember Natalie's trick. Uh, the trick to yes. making sure the candles burn down like nice and evenly and yeah. don't turn into those like shitty borehole candles that like yes. apparently I get. <laughs> May work with certain candles by certain brands if their quality control is sound, but there are so many variables at play when burning candles that they will not all behave that way. Palm wax, for example, generally needs a little leftover on the edges to avoid getting dangerously hot on the bottom. On top of that, with how easy it is to make a candle that works but is not safe, the quality control between candle makers, especially random people on Etsy, 
is enormous. Even if they have a consistent formula and technique that burns safely and throws well, errors in measurements, changes in the product, soy wax is notoriously inconsistent, and inconsistent technique can make enormous differences in the end product. I already knew how to make candles way before I tried to sell them, but it took me six months to find something that smelled good and burned safely all the way down. Now, just imagine if a good candle maker who knows what they are doing has to do all that. They include a video here to show like various methods for testing and, and making safe candles. Imagine how inconsistent and potentially dangerous candles made by random people who did almost no testing could be. This is shocking. I didn't realize. I mean, I don't I guess I don't buy too many like homemade candles. I mostly buy this like specific brand of candles that I really like. Uh, but this is very unsettling. I have fear now that I could get a bunk <laughs> candle that I could purchase like a ticking time bomb of a candle and let it rip in my apartment. You know, this is yeah, this is one of those things where I'm like, Ali just went through the no fear, one fear comic in real time. <laughs> this is one of those things where I'm like, I know there's some things that I'm probably like, you know, I should be careful getting out on Etsy, right? Like stuff with like running electrical current through it that like could mm. potentially kill you. I'd probably be a little bit like hesitant a bit, mm. but like I would have figured candles is probably fine like no worries yeah, you're there. Just melting some shit yeah, yeah fire has never been a problem traditionally for anyone <laughs> well, not when you put it that way but at the same time like i made a candle once i went to a little camp i oh. went to camp tecumseh in in indiana and we had a candle making thing and yeah i made a fucked up little candle nice. but it was so easy i was like i am sure i could make a candle like how hard could it? How hard could it be, Michael? It's just wax and a wick. Uh, it never. Occurred Nothing to has me. changed about Rob. Like just <laughs> like just a straight through line from from candle hubris to whatever whatever the shiny object is for Rob in twenty twenty one. Probably the most revealing thing about this podcast in recent months has been Rob showing little nuggets about growing up and like oh I just. All of these just stack up into the person I know today. It's delightful. <laughs> oh, no. there's. I didn't realize there's a through line. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now that we have our important warning about Etsy candles uh, out of the way, uh, let's get into some of what we've been playing lately. Uh, Patrick, you've been playing a game that I've seen some people uh, talking about. And I'm curious about XO1. Uh what is it? Because it looks it looks spacey. It looks like a game of cool vibes. But like, what do you do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a game that I feel like I've seen a gif of in various forms for like a couple of years. I guess it's been development by a solo, a solo developer for five years or so. Um, came out on Game Pass. It's also on Steam and some other places uh, this week. But if you wanted to just give it a roll and you have Game Pass, this is a this feels like the, the ideal uh, sort of Game Pass game. So XO One is this story setup is a little mysterious. I think that's supposed to kind of tease itself out over the course of the short adventure. I think this game is only two three hours long, but something about uh, kind of a contact situation in which uh, humanity is is sent uh, a ship to build 
uh, and then see where it takes them. Um, and the practicality of that uh, is you are like, it's like a this gift little... box subscription from the stars. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I lo- I've, a little project. You know, you, know, it's a, you know, it's a movie we should do and rewatch and talk about is fucking Contact. Like that is that is a great movie. One of my all time favorites. Um, and. You're just like a shiny little disc, like kind of, you you know, very uh, reminiscent of like the, you know, sort of stereotypical UFO design um, or actually more like, uh, hmm, maybe closer to like Flight of the Navigator, right? Where like kind of the amorphous uh, a, a silver uh, object that can change shape um, because in this one, you, you're on these different uh, planets, uh, areas of the, of the galaxy universe. Uh, it wasn't, you know, there are sort of like a setup premise, but you dropped into these really cool looking environments and you, uh, you are this object, this ship that can be a ball and that can also like go flat. And you're kind of alternating between those two shapes in order to create momentum for the ship. So it's like, if you start in the sky, as you drop, use that momentum hit the ground, uh, come off of a, uh, a hill, and then you can use that to like leap into the air and then turn into sort of this flying uh, sort of uh, uh, object. Uh, it is really, it's a game about chill, beautiful environments, and like how much do you enjoy over and over building momentum? Um, mm. And and I enjoy it quite a bit. I, I, I've really gotten a lot of... Uh, in like the 45 minutes or so I've played, like the three environments that I've, I've played around in, the environment each like sticks around about five, five minutes longer than they need to, in which there's just not a whole ton for the player to do. But just every time you get into a new place, figuring out how exactly do I need to hit these slopes in order to create that momentum, and then how cool it feels when if you hit it just right, you can shoot off into the to the atmosphere and get above the clouds. And it's just, it's gorgeous. It is just a really, really, really pretty game. Um, there's not a ton to it, but what it has is like really pushing on, on some buttons. It's got, it claims to have a story. It just seems like it felt out of obligation. It needed to have like a plot thread that uh, you can mostly, it seemed, uh, ignore, or at least it doesn't, make a priority enough that you need to, to, to worry about it all too much. Um, but I, but I kind of call it the quintessential, like great game pass game because it's the kind of thing that you can kind of just jump into, uh, appreciate the beauty and, and probably move on from, but, but for what it is, uh, I, I highly recommend, uh, folks, folks check it out. Um, I, you know, I don't know that it, uh, the fact that it's only a couple hours long is probably to its benefit for like what's there, but what's there is I've, I've been having a, a really good time with it. Yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks cool, but I think the I love spacey things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I am, but I'm also like I like my spacey things that maybe guns on them. I guess <laughs> is the way I would put it. Like, wow. Wow. like Rob was, like was, ser- was searching for the high minded answer. Like you know the, the you know what what can I uh, what is the thing I'm, it, I'm looking for philosophy. It, uh, mm. it feels like this this orb. Could be mm-hmm. whizzing past me as I'm like running around in on a in destiny somewhere. Like yeah. it feels like <laughs> I I could be like like in a in a gunfight with the fallen and then just whoosh, like this like fucking orb just <laughs> Patrick's like just whizzing by. He's like it's, I hit this I hit this dope ramp. See you, Natalie. Bye. <laughs> oh, so it's like you're the traveler, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like on my way to go fuck up a civilization by helping it. Helping it. We're helping. Trust me, you're helping. 
Hey, can I crash with you for yeah. a while? Yeah. Hey, don't worry about my I friends. I swear, I'll be gone just... in a month. I'll, it'll, don't be, yeah, it'll be okay. Don't worry about the huge orb in the sky. It's fine. <laughs> no, we love the orb. The orb helped us clean this place up. The orb did the dishes. The orb's like <laughs> doing like home improvement projects for us. Like, I don't see what's wrong with the orb. Orb's great. Why do you fear the orb? Uh, no, but yeah, I mean, did, did an orb write this? <laughs> Brought to you by the orb. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it, I definitely want to give it a shot, but yeah, it's it's. I'm really curious. Uh, you're having to you're having to talk around the story stuff, right? But that's so like, I'm so curious about it because that tends to be either the hook for me a, a little bit with a game like it's this. Not, and that's nothing here. It's like it's you know, as someone that likes platforming games like that as their genre of choice, I I'm a real sucker for movement mechanics yeah. and stuff that feels really good to manipulate. Um, and this is this is one of those like it's yeah. the, the the puzzle is like, how fast can I get this thing to go? Mm. And then what can I do with it? And it's a pretty limited like set of tools that you have. And again, it doesn't do a lot with them. And even the times where it's like, hey, do you want to be a little more precise? It's like, no, I don't. Like, please stop asking me to do it because you have not <laughs> you have not built the tools <laughs> to make that feel satisfying. But it like a lot of the game is just go forward. There's a big blue light about 15 minutes away. Just keep doing that. And that's great. And like that, do that game, do that. And then get me to the next screensaver. And like, that's fine. That's fine with me. And whenever it goes outside of those bounds, like there's occasionally there's like a, there was a spot where it really wanted me to, uh, like you get these upgrades, which are just that like the, your orb is a little more powerful than it was before. Yeah, like it wanted me to like hit a ramp in a certain way and like go up this win. And it was like, it does not, it feels bad. Like if mm. it does not feel good to do those things. But then of course I get right past that and it's like back to like, all right, woo, like just hit that <laughs> ramp again. And I'm like, this is great. Uh, and like just doing that, like it's one of the few times where uh, 4K doesn't do a whole lot for me. But here, like give me the highest res, give me like the highest frame rate. And like it's, it's one of those games that really, uh, benefits from it. It's a it's a really striking game. It actually has like a kind of a destiny adjacent aesthetic. Like it's a lot of uh going over sand dunes and mysterious geometry geometric objects um with a planet looming in the background and lots of blue lights. Um so uh if that's if that sounds appealing, I think you will get something out of X01. But no, it is it, as much as like the the contact esque story setup is is catnip. Uh, there's, uh, that's not, don't, don't, don't come here yeah. for, for that. Yeah. I like this, um, this YouTube comment. I'm watching like a gameplay video right now and there's a YouTube comment that just says, I just played this on acid and it was quite an experience. With- <laughs> it, it, that's it. <laughs> it is a game. I'm going to pound the table for this. There's like a, a handful of games that, uh, fall into this category, but I, I, I always bemoan the death of the attract screen, um, which was mm. something that was in, primarily in arcade games, but like I said, when you walk through an arcade and you see the game playing itself, like that's kind of an attract screen. Like it's like, it's to attract you to like, ah, there was this game. Do you want to come play it? And there are so many games that I wish I could just put on as a like screensaver equivalent. Is that good for the environment? Probably not. Um, But uh, there are, there are multiple times where a game like this, I'll, you know, I'll probably finish it, you know, sometime this afternoon. Uh, I'll be done with it. I'd love to look at it again. Don't really want to play it again. And yeah, you can put on a let's play, but things like YouTube compression, like I just want, I want, I would like to be able to just put that on upstairs and just like have that chilling uh, in the background on, uh, on one of my TVs. And I just, I wish more, 
games has stuff that, especially now that I haven't messed with it, but I, I dragged out my uh, ancient Xbox One uh, that I used, I think, all of maybe two times in its existence because I played most of the stuff on PC or PlayStation during that generation. And I think the only time I played that Xbox was to play inside because I like, mm. got an early code and it was Xbox only. And I was like, all right, this game's great and played here. So that got kind of shoved away. But then they just added, if you're a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, um, that you can stream, but you know, you can stream modern games to your old Xbox. And I have this conundrum in which uh, my next gen, I guess current gen consoles are in my office and I don't, I frequently don't, I, I would play games more if I could play them in different parts of my house, uh, but I don't want to, uh, like, because when the day is done, I don't want to, like, crawl back to my office. Like, I already spend eight hours here. Like, do I need to spend another six, you know, playing playing this game? Um, so I haven't messed with it yet, but I'm anxious to, like, repurpose. I assume at some point Microsoft will do what they've said and, like, there'll just be a, a USB stick that I can, like, put into the side of my TV to do the cloud streaming stuff. But until then, like, it's kind of cool that I can, uh, you know, like, I could load up, like, a pretty decent-looking version of, like, Forza Motorsport 5 and play it upstairs. Um, so I'm... I meant to try that out before we got around to this, but uh, uh, yeah, that's a it's a neat feature that they just added to those boxes. You know, you could record your gameplay and just like play it as a <laughs> looping playlist. And then, like, it's not <laughs> a true. proper attract screen, but like create my own attract screen. I also record all of my you. playthroughs. <laughs> not going to monetize it on YouTube. Not going to give you any commentary. It's just like Patrick. Would you like to watch yourself fighting this Dark Souls boss? For ninety minutes in the, in the yes. background, yes, and then and then guests who arrive at your home could be like, "Hey, what's going on there?" And you'd be like, "Ah, do you like my work?" Ah, hmm. oh, well, do let you me admire tell you. the hero's build? Well, let me tell you how I spec'd him out. Actually, that's probably more honestly. That's probably more how I would end up using this. <laughs> Let me, let me pour. Let me pour a snifter of brandy, and we may consider my triumph. I love. I love the concept of of walking into someone's home and their their TV is just playing like their gamer highlights. <laughs> yeah, like, we could, just, like this is how you can use your dubs folder. Like just to, just imagine, <laughs> like you know, when you are like hosting your next event, you can be like just on a wall screen somewhere or or projected. You can be like. There are my dubs. Let's let's go <laughs> admire them. It sounds great. I love it. Uh, speaking though of being on our maximum waypoint bullshit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm just judging a book by the by its cover here. Mm-hmm. But Natalie, you're playing a game called Voice of the Cards, which is the alternate name for this podcast, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, but what is it? I'm playing Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, which is the Ooh. card game uh, creative directed by Yoko Taro, uh, the, you know, the man, the the myth, the legend behind um, Nier and all of the Nier stuff. <laughs> haven't played Nier myself. Dra- and other guard. deeply weird yeah. shit. Yeah. Dragon Guard, all of that shit. I haven't played it. I've always wanted to. One day, it's in my backlog. One day, Nier I'll play it. Nier or Dragon here. Guard? Uh, 
Maybe all of it. I don't know. Especially near. I've had. I've no, had if you're near... gonna do, yeah, leave leave Drakengard to one day. I'll rope Austin into uh, streaming Drakengard three <laughs> with me. I feel like you're probably yeah. good on that front. Uh, but Sounds yeah, one day me. you should play or you should play both. Maybe maybe the second near game, but, but at least one of them. Um. Yeah. Voice of Cards is interesting. Uh, it's a card-based RPG in which you are essentially, um, kind of, like, moving around a map with, like, you're you're kind of on, like, a, a, like, a game board type environment, and your cards are your characters that are kind of interacting with each other. But you, you are playing a specific card. Like, your player character is this specific card, um... And uh, it's very uh, normal RPG. You walk around, you enter, you know, random enemy encounters in um, sort of the open, uh, the the world. And uh, it's a turn-based combat system. And then you enter little towns and talk to other card-based NPCs and everything. Um it's cool. I like all that stuff. Um, it's called Voice of Cards. Mm. There is uh, one voice mm-hmm. in this game. The voice of the cards. The voice of the cards. <laughs> um, and for, I need to, I, I have to say, for a game called Voice of Cards, you would think that, okay, let's get like such an, a, an interesting voice to voice this Uh-oh. entire <laughs> game. Like just something... What is who who could be the voice of all cards? Um, Cardo. <laughs> Cardo. <laughs> um it's not. It is like the most generic like damn American white dude RPG as voice like just no flavor un unseasoned just so little (laughs) wow it just it's i regret starting the game in english and i don't i don't i haven't actually gone and checked if i can you can't switch the the language while you're in the game but i haven't actually gone and checked and see if i can switch it from like the main menu a lot of japanese games will put that back at the the main menu, but like let you carry that over that's that's like yeah you got to do the classic thing which is like if i don't speak the language don't know if this VO is cursed. So uh, <laughs> I can tell this English VO is cursed. Let's switch it to Japanese where I, I, I can't tell yeah. the difference. I would really like to switch it for to Japanese. I will try that. But yeah, the, the, the voice acting is just like at times feels like incredibly phoned in. It's very... For that being like the only in this era, voice. it probably is right. Yeah. Like it's it's probably a remote VO session. Oh yeah, uh, almost phoned. almost certainly. But wait, so I'm, like, I'm watching the trailer, and I'm yeah. assuming that's the guy who kind of sounds like this as he's reading the cards. He's kind yeah. of like an off-brand narrator from Bastion guy, but without okay. a bit of the charisma, like without any of the charisma of the Bastion guy. I have a, you know, who really sounds like though. Imagine the Peterman catalog. Be like, just whatever voice you imagine the Peterman catalog. That is that that the that's, what the, the who right, so the the huh? 
Yeah, I was I was gonna pull I was gonna pull this one. I was gonna play a card too, which is which is the huh card. Like, <laughs> we're gonna wait and see if I anyone thought, else. I was like, gonna let, okay, yeah, I was gonna so, let everyone else handle. I was like, <laughs> okay. So hold on, have we not? <laughs> no one. I thought everyone was watching Seinfeld again. No, what? Okay, so there is there is a character in Seinfeld. Elaine ends up going to work for this really weird fucking guy who runs like a. Uh, Lifestyle brand in some yeah, ways, okay. but the company okay, is real. I remember this. I mean, Seinfeld, saying Seinfeld, yeah. I, yeah, I watched a lot of Seinfeld growing up. I've not revisited it since then, but yeah, I, okay, so you, <laughs> this is, I was so searching for a real catalog in my There's brain. a real brand here, mm-hmm. um, and it is, hang on, why can't I, there we go. What is it, are you saying that they're, they're parodying a real brand, or is this the real brand? Yeah, so this is, like, all their, all their, uh, like, items have like flavor text built into it. Um oh or did, they, or did they change it? Did they change it? Uh yes, okay. So here's here's a perfect one. Here's a perfect one. I, I'm clicking randomly on the site. So this is for a merchant navy sweater, $188. Oh, Details. A well-worn oh pea coat hangs on a hook by the door. My host settles into a chair by the fire and pours two Glenlivets. <laughs> By the second pour, he's telling me about the coldest, roughest seas he ever experienced. Merchant Navy and the Arctic convoys of World War II. From 1941 to 1945, 1,400 merchant ships and naval vessels transported provisions to the ports of Arkhangelsk and Murmansk in Arctic Russia. Winston Churchill once described it as the worst journey in the world. <laughs> Uniforms were irregular and idiosyncratic. The sailors often relied on hand-knitted jumpers to keep out the cold. He showed me one. <laughs> Our version is a little lighter and more transitional, but still sturdy for hard wearing. Merchant Navy sweater, number 7090. Elevated crew neck sweater in premium, 100% cotton. True indigo denim yarns from the UK. <laughs> yarns out very coarse, like a pair of denim jeans, but we washed it down for a vintage look and feel. Anchor logo at chest. Heavy wash for unique faded indigo and soft hand feel like denim pants. Imported. That's wow. all their items. $188. Damn. You know, did you a, not a hear about the Glenlivets? The Glenlivets. <laughs> does it come? Does yeah, it come, come with a bottle? Does it come with buying, an eighteen-year Glenlivet story? <laughs> yeah, you're buying the story alongside the sweater, alongside the em- emblazoned with an <laughs> fucking anchor on your chest sweater. Just really getting on those high seas vibes. God, no, but you're right that that's the voice. The voice this is of the voice. This is this guy of the narration. Is absolutely. It feels like that. <laughs> it's a little insufferable other than that though i like the writing it feels a little i mean i haven't played again i haven't played any near i did play the yoko taro gacha game because of course i did Sino alice. um That's what yes Sino alice so i got you know some of the little twisted vibes <laughs> yoko taro vibes from that yeah. uh yeah, those are, God, that's, that's God, how people are always talking sure. about them. They're yeah. always just, they're damn. A Everyone's <laughs> it's a little a little fucked up. Um, so, oh no, the story's been tarified. <laughs> um, yeah, the cards are definitely tarified. Um, I'm going to turn into Yoko Taro. <laughs> I'm going to become Yoko Taro. Um, 
it's it's cool. I like it. I'll keep playing it. I've probably put like two hours into it. I'm in like the second world. It has like a fun um twist at the beginning. Is uh, so I played the demo and I was wondering yeah. whether or not it was like a continuation or just the beginning. Uh I haven't the played first, the demo. Is so the first tell me about um it. the first bit of it with the uh the white whatever yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. cool Th- that's just the mm-hmm. demo then too yeah um, i got through that bit uh yeah the it's hmm, it's weird because it's like this game doesn't yet at least in the very beginning need to be a card game in my opinion no like it no. is kind of your run-of-the-mill rpg the, yes. I mean, the one part that is, like, specific to it being cards is, like, um, and I don't think you really dove into just how much of the game board. It, like, literally every, it's, like, uh, just imagine cards out in front of you on a table and they're all turned upside down. Yeah. They look like cards. Your world map. map. Yeah. Yeah, your world map is, like, a hundred cards yeah. on, on a table. And as you explore, you're turning over a card. Similar yeah. to, like, a sort of, like, hexagonal dungeon explore where, where like every you know new hexagon you're like right it's uncovering like, the dun- like dungeon explorer on, basically yeah 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 and like that's um, which i also was playing but uh, or dungeon encounters oh rather. yeah um but the like as far as mechanically the like battles are the cards just kind of work as your skills like it's just like menus basically instead of them being like you select this attack from a menu you're selecting this attack from a hand of cards but you're not getting you don't draw like into a deck like you're not so i'm like curious whether or not there becomes a an aspect of deck building as you gather more cards further in but at the very beginning it feels very much like this doesn't need to be cards it's kind of weird you know um yeah there is one there's bit that I spent a shit ton of time on because that's who I am uh, where you when you're at a town you can go to the game parlor and play yes a card game <laughs> like a little like with a like 52 did you card learn no, did you learn no lessons from Eastward <laughs> I did not I did not I immediately got into the fucking side game again for like more than the length of the actual demo probably <laughs> It was fun. It was fun. That one, that part was interesting. It was a nice little game. Um, yeah, but basically, the card game's fun. Yeah, they've made that's this a, like, like an actual card game. Right. That is like an actual mini card game. It's kind of like Texas Hold'em, but cards. It's like, in a way. Um, yeah. I mean, it's but really like simple. Card. It's like you're making sets, either uh, two or three cards in a straight or like of the same type, and it's using your standard fifty-two card deck. Um, and at first that's, that's it. It's just that you're trying to get, you get points based on the sets that you make. You draw two cards every turn. If you can't make a set, you have to put the leftover cards into a pot that other players can take from. You can only hold on to one card between hands. Then Mm -hmm. they add on effects where, uh, whenever you make a set of the same type of cards, those cards have an effect that trigger, um, but if you do a straight, like a four, five, six, none of those effects trigger, right? So now you're kind of balancing, do I want the this set of points or do I want the effect that doing these two cards might give me? 
And then after that, they add one more wrinkle on top of that, which is a second deck, which is just an event deck, which is just like a random thing happens. You can draw into it. It'll either be good or bad. So you can choose just like, no, I'm not fucking with the event deck this turn and I'm going to focus on the hand that I've got. Um, yeah. And that bit was, that was a fun little card game that they made there. Uh, played that but for... But the actual game... But the actual game isn't a card is very, game Yeah, yet it's not really all. a card game. I'm curious if that will change. I think yeah. the fact that it doesn't have a draw mechanic is the most anti-card game yeah. card game thing. So I was expecting like, okay, and now we're gonna now that I've unlocked a few extra skills, now we're gonna get into some sort of draw mechanic. Nope. They yeah. just go into the skills I can choose from. Like they're the one thing that's kind of cardy is the uh kind of resource management of like every like turn you get a gem and then you can only spend the amount of gems you have to do certain skills it's like Um, your mana or whatever yeah exactly but apart from that it's i mean yeah it's kind of weird to to be fair it doesn't necessarily market itself as a card game it's It's called the voice of cards (laughs) but but the log line the log line is is Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, is an RPG set in a world of swords and sorcery told entirely through the medium of cards. I think that is actually a very Are accurate... Are you a lawyer? It's a very accurate description, though. If you're, th- It's through the medium. The, it's like, Your Honor, if you'll consult the logline, you will note it merely promises to tell its story through the medium of cards. Uh, I move that this suit be dismissed. Yes. Your refund at, is not granted. At no point wow. did Mr. Taro ever promise a card game or, as the plaintiff, Mr. Contreras, uh, has alleged, a roguelike deck The lucky builder. Carter himself. Yeah. Hawk. No. Oh, God. Um, I, yeah. I think one, so, one of the things that is a little... That that is kind of fun. It's just the the presentation, even though the voice acting itself is kind of weird. The presentation is all of this like um kind of traditional RPG sentiment of like the the person talking to you as a GM, like they're giving you the story in that same way. And in the demo, there's yeah. a bit where I'm like try to go off in a certain direction. It's like, um, actually, I didn't finish preparing for that part of the world. Can you go back the other way? <laughs> Which was kind of <laughs> funny. I don't know. I don't know that that actually happens in the full game at all, but. Um. Yeah, I not really. I mean, if you try and yeah, not not <clears throat> not that I've like really noted. Maybe, yeah. but um. But yeah, I'll keep playing it. Um. Quickly, I took a dive into Dungeon Encounters, another RPG. Uh, also from Square yeah. Square Enix. Um, where you're just it's like a very very um bare bones dungeon exploration rpg um you're just mapping out levels of a dungeon and doing fights and you got skills and shit um, I didn't even know this game existed i saw a screenshot of this on twitter Someone yeah. said, I was like, what is that from like you know even i you know i'm i feel like i have a a confidence that at least I can identify a screenshot of like most any video game right. and, and this one I could not place, but now, uh, now I can weird. Yeah. Interesting. It's it, uh, it's interesting. The people that like it really, really like it. Um, I am having trouble with it mostly because like immediately upon starting the game, it throws so much text at you of like, 
these are your abilities. This is this, this is this, 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 this. These are your characters. This, 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 da, da, da. It's like walls of just explainer text of how each of the mechanics work. And I just button mash through all of that. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm just going to get into a fight and I'll intuit it because that's game design. Like, you know, you mm. get into, you, right? Like I'll get into an encounter and um, things will start to make sense. All the verbs will start to make sense. Um, it didn't. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, I like the characters. Uh, the character design is is cute and cool. Um, are you are you this I, person who wrote the review on? Uh, are you Xanthax on Steam? I feel like I just paid taxes when buying this game. Cannot recommend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it seems like so. Uh, re- reading this, uh, these games have never appealed to me. But like Etrian Odyssey, these like extremely punishing. Uh, dungeon uh, crawlers. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this seems to be like in uh, or, wi- or wizardry. Like if you like play those, like on a um, yeah. on a computer back in on a uh, back in the day. Um, like well, yeah, it's a game meant to whip your ass as you slowly crawl through a dungeon and probably die. Uh, yeah. And like yeah, those <laughs> none of that has ever worked for me. And this seems like what if one of those, but with a like a cute presentation layer on top. But oh like my God. yeah, extremely stripped down. Like very very little. F- yeah, there, I, people need to like, when you say that people need to look up a screenshot of it the is map literally screen. Boxes. When you think, like strip down, you're thinking like, oh, it's square. Like maybe there's some throwback, no. uh, uh, like you know, uh, pixels or whatever. Like, nah, like this, I mean, it's a, there is a character. Squ- a square is a pixel, so there's lots of you're lots right. Of you know, damn, yeah. damn, lawyer, <laughs> lawyer, waypoint strikes again, sir. No, sir, we did not lie to you. Our pixels present in this video game. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's, you, you are looking straight up like uh, like if you were uh, mapping out the grid of a dungeon in a game yeah, like it, Like Reel, the Etrian Odyssey, like your bottom screen is yeah, like what is all in the, the little corner squares. of the map of like an RPG. The mini <laughs> yeah. map is, is the is map the whole game. here. <laughs> it's black and white. Maybe there's a little bit of color. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing here. Bit. There's some red, um, and and other than that, it is like taking like from space to space to space before you mm-hmm. get into the. Uh, the combat encounters, which themselves are extremely minimalist. Yes. Um, I appreciate it. I mean, it's cool that this thing was made. (laughs) Like, that's interesting to me. Like, how this project was, like, greenlit and pushed through and sold and distributed and everything. I'm like, who is this for? But um, apparently not for me. I liked, I love... My favorite part of Etrian Od- playing Etrian Odyssey was going to making sure every single square had been like uncovered and and mapping out the entire dungeon. Like that shit's really fun to me. Um I think uh I I just have to spend more time with it and get a better sense of it, but it's piqued my interest. I just um <laughs> I feel like I'm too stupid to play this. Oh my game. god! I, can I read this? Can I read this other Steam review? So please, the Steam reviews <clears throat> are extremely funny. <laughs> uh, Very well, gamer. You, you, like you're reading these ones where people are like trying to get into a game that don't they don't know what they're in for. Um, and I feel like this really speaks to like the old school PC mindset that this this game has. So okay, so this is from uh, let's see, what is it? Is this Timmy? Is that the? Yeah, Timmy on on Steam. So first off, I was enjoying this game. I was on floor 11, three and a half, 3.4 hours on record. So they put in in real time. Um, I was on floor 11 and ran into a bandit enemy. It had way more health than anything I had fought, but often these types of enemies are very lucrative if killed. So I tried it. 
I had about 3,500 gold going into the fight. Right off the bat, <laughs> it steals 10,000 gold. I'm thinking, <laughs> well, I'm out of money. Might as well try to kill it and get it back. After a while, I don't get close and it runs away. Oh, well, I'm just out of money. <laughs> Not a huge deal. This is me putting in my own deep sigh before I get to the second half of this comment. <laughs> I look at my gold and it reads negative 27,894. I've never played a game that an enemy uh, can steal your money to put you into debt. At this point, I'm getting roughly 100 gold per battle. I continue for a little while. I find some shops on the next floor and excitedly see new items. Then it dawns upon me that I'm 27,000 in the hole. I just turned the game off. This new player trap is such outrageously bad design that it ruined the game for me. Very disappointed. Wow. Okay, that Holy sounds great. Shit. Yeah, that sounds actually very good. Like I love that is fucked up, and I love that. But I think that that's uh, like that I've got another one like this. Very, this one's a little shorter. But after twenty three hours, which confirmed by the review, after twenty three mm-hmm. hours of game time, I stepped into an invisible pitfall on floor ninety nine, which scattered my whole group. All of them were changed to the wandering state with hidden locations. The only way to get them back is to start again with my other low-level characters and search for them and hope to randomly find them in any of the 99 floors. No thanks. Holy shit. Yeah, that so sounds you can, great. So you can restart <laughs> that like some this. bullshit that I'm here for. If you for. die, you have other, other characters. One must imagine happy. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle can't play games God. for enjoyment, but he's like, oh, this this sounds like I'm miserable and I can go on a podcast and complain about it yeah. and explain to people yeah. that I am having a good time <laughs> until my my fellow friends and podcast hosts talk me off this ledge <laughs> and like get me to play something else. Aha! God. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. That's my, yeah. All right. We'll see. <laughs> can't wait to check that. Yeah, uh, looking I'll forward have a to lot after more to the break when Kato is actually like just just lives in this game now and just know. bouncing between this and uh, Shin Megami Tensei, just <laughs> uh, just eating shit nonstop. Uh, we'll take a quick break, quick break, and then we'll be back with uh, a couple more check ins and then uh, a, a big dive into the old question bucket. Uh, so stay tuned. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Actually, before we get to games, though, another important update here. Um, Alex writes... Dear Waypoint crew, I'm sorry I'm like this, but I used to work in a brewery, and I'm sending this email at the risk of sounding like an insufferable shit. But having no head on your beer is bad, actually. 
Pouring a beer with about an inch and a half of a head releases a lot of gases that would otherwise end up in your stomach and makes your drinking experience much smoother. Sorry. That is in response to a, an email that somebody sent in for a clever way to sort of just pour beer straight out of a can to like diffuse, disperse the head. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, so I thought, yeah, I thought when you pour... You're supposed to go like the. You're supposed to hold them like quite, you know, hor- almost horizontally, and like carefully. So, so that I've you heard. Get no fo- I've heard there's head. different schools of thought on this. I think first of all, a lot of us may learn that trick in college, where the idea is to as quickly as possible, like maximize volume of beer in cup <laughs> and <laughs> minimize true. time yes, waiting to drink beer. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I have heard this from a couple other people uh, where the idea is beer is supposed to foam up. And yeah, a lot of gases do come out at that point. And it's better if they do that than they go down in your tummy and mm. continue to do all that. But now they're in you and you are now the chamber of gas where it is being released. Um, so I, I like I have tried to keep this in mind, but. Sometimes you just want to get that beer. You want to get it going. You want to get the party started. Uh, And I think it matters more with different beers, right? Like, I don't think... I am not sure it matters quite as much if you're, like, having a porter or something that, like, you didn't get too much head on it. But I do suspect, like, a lot of lagers and pilsners, this may matter more. Um, Mm. But I have... I'm just... I'm imagining... I'm imagining brewing listeners everywhere... Just doing the <laughs> so no head vine reaction to to listen, to hearing hearing this poor strategy, which fair. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we were, I was so excited about because I was like, it sounds so simple, so so thoughtless because I don't have to do the thing that you described, Natalie, where it's like, what's the exact angle to like pour this beer and like? I'm always thinking contr- about this. Yeah. And and I thought I looked like. <clears throat> Um. Uh. You know, a, a brewing connoisseur for doing this thing. Like, let uh, allow me to pour your beer. <laughs> when my, did, my when fine did this friend. stop being cool? When did yeah. like being able to like see just no head whatsoever here? <laughs> I filled the solo cup to the brim. You can just drink it right now, my guy. Like, when did that stop being cool? Apparently, when forever. we got older and tummy troubles are more problem for us. It's true. It's true. Yeah, that's a good, uh, kind of mark that down. It's the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of getting older, mm-hmm. um, so I still stand by, like, I don't like Battlefield 2042 on a, in a lot of ways, but I am. <laughs> you, you and one of the most negatively reviewed games on Steam agreed. <laughs> wow. But I do suspect maybe some of my lack of enjoyment might be down to the fact that I may not be the shooter player that I used to be. Mm. Uh, there is a lot of 2042 that is, I think it like I think it drives in this direction way too much, but it does seem like the thing they have favored above all is like people who can make reflex sniper shots uh, like crazy, and it turns out that is just not me. Uh, may never have been me, but it is certainly not me right now uh, at this point in my life. Uh, and so, like, I spent a weekend because I'm trying to get to grips with, like, 
why did I, why do I have such a bad reaction to this game? And I'm like, I, I must, I must learn it so that I can properly like fully contextualize my visceral dislike for a lot of what they've done in this game. <laughs> and one of the things I was ru- like running up against is just, well, the process of learning it, I am sure coming to grips with the fact that I just fucking suck at this game. And oh, like, no. Oh, dude, it is like Spawn, 2.5 seconds later, I am dead and back in Spawn <laughs> queue. Time to stream it. Stream <laughs> time. If, if I stream it, y'all are coming with me. We're, we're, we're going into Hazard Zone right. together. They're little, they're little right. Oh, great. Like, so where are we dropping? Where are we dropping? Then, then Rob can like, just blame it on me. He was like, well, you're just not very good at this game. Like, if, you just, if I just had better teammates, then... Uh, like, I don't do it. that. I uh-huh. don't do that. Uh-huh. And I think mm-hmm. you'd be great at it, Patrick. I think, I, uh, I think, I've, you're, I've, I've, I think your crowbar and sickle skills would, would come, to the, come to the fore. It wouldn't be like Hell Let Loose, where you're like, what the fuck is this abstruse piece of shit? <laughs> I, think, I think you would enjoy this. Uh, we, we go heisting in just the Put in me the in the helicopter. Zone. Uh, well, okay, but can you fly the helicopter? Probably not. Probably not. I, mean, I can yeah, fly it into was... the ground. You just tell me where to go, and I'll <laughs> so, I can cra- okay, I can crash so that thing. Here's a so yeah. Here's another thing. By the way, there are certain things they've done in this game that are like this. It sounds cool, but it is not cool. Uh, so one of the breakthrough maps, uh, a few of them go this way, but one in particular, I think it's called like Hourglass. It's um like set in Doha. And the idea is like one of the final objective points is you have to storm the top of a skyscraper. And the idea is it's going to culminate in this huge set piece battle as like teams are like landing on the rooftop or like getting on the adjoining rooftop. And there's a firefight between skyscrapers. People are zip lining. The idea is like, this is going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be cinematic. It's going to be dramatic. It's going to be incredible. The reality is, you know what's hard to get onto is the roof of a skyscraper when it is, like, defended by people. You don't even have to be good. You can just be there. You can just be there with a gun and just, like, because how are they going to get there? Rob, that could be us. That could be us, Rob. But what, if, but what if it's not us? What if we're the people, like I was yesterday, being like, I guess we all go up in the elevator together and let's see if this time we can get out of the elevator. Cause that's what, that's one of the like main ways up is there's mm. two elevator banks onto the objective rooftop. And so you, you fight your way into the lobby, by the way, they're sniping down from 70 stories up. <laughs> they're sniping down to, wow. at you as you were trying to get to the lobby. Wait, if you shoot mm. down, does gravity make the bullet faster? Um, I can't I speak so. to this. I I don't believe in gravity, so. <laughs> um, no, it's it's true. Natalie's a, a bio person, a real science person, not uh, physics. Yeah, I'm a scientist, and gravity doesn't exist. It's okay. not real. Um, For more on that, you can. I think answer is it, age. <laughs> I mean, it has to, but I don't think it, I don't think it's going to affect bullet trajectory because, like, it's going to be such a trivial acceleration compared to the exit velocity of the rifle. Um, sure. just but like, if look, gravity look, is like the earth, I look forward to people writing in to to, to, to <laughs> yeah. tell us the answer. If you know. I feel like you should just raise the question. Yeah, ask for someone to write in. We'll revisit this topic in a further podcast. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, compared to the velocity of a rifle yeah. versus the acceleration due to gravity, I just don't think it's, it's gonna still like... acceleration, but right? Think, it's, it's, but it's, think it's, how it's big Earth is. Earth is so big. And it's already, you know, bl- blowing Large. past any fucking uh, air resistance due to the aerodynamics well, then, of the bullet. Then we right? would need n- then we would need to consider how like when if you shoot the same way the earth spin, mm-hmm. is then the bullet no. really still going faster. Still. Yeah. Here. We're not doing it. <laughs> We're not doing it. It's not even relevant to this discussion. If you're in a truck and you shoot the same dis- the same direction and the truck is going as fast as the bullet would be going, does the bullet stay in the air in front of you? Either way, point is, it does not seem people shooting from that rooftop do not feel disadvantaged yeah. by the fact that they have to compensate for anything because they're just shooting down like... Like thunderbolts from Olympus as you're trying to get to this lobby. <laughs> oh my God. So your team gets into this lobby. There's the two elevator banks, right? Mm-hmm. What you learn first is if you go up with a couple people in one elevator, doors open, bing, you immediately get machine gunned in the elevator. You don't even get a step because it's covered. It's yeah. just covered. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, we all need to go. We need to have people hit both banks of elevators and have like like troop transports, like like landing craft hitting Omaha. They have to hit at the same time. You just overwhelm. No, it's like the, it is like landing craft at Omaha, like in that first wave in Saint Private Ryan, where like everyone just gets machine gunned inside the landing craft because Jesus. there's no other targets. So you sit there. Everyone's like you try to coordinate. You're there with your team. Hard to coordinate because there's no commander role and there's no voice in the game. Which probably is a blessing, honestly, given the, the mood in chat uh, in most games. But you sit sure. there, and so you're trying to, like, we all need to go up together. Which means everyone's sitting there waiting for the elevator to come down. You hit the call buttons. And you see the numbers. It's kind of cool. Like, they put a lot of effort into this. You see the, the numbers go down as the elevators descend to uh, to the lobby. You hope... That they didn't send anyone down with you, with the elevator to fuck with you. <laughs> um, and then you all try to coordinate like, all right, everyone get on the elevators. All right, we got like 30 people in four elevator cars. Let's go. Back up. Get ready. Doors open. Everybody dead within seconds. This took like five minutes, six minutes to arrange. Everyone dead. Oh, my God. So it's like, okay. Okay. Clearly. This is a battlefield game, right? Yes, Kato. Right. I (laughs) I can see where you're going. There's airplanes. There are airplanes. They got them too. (laughs) They got them too. And also, also in this game, everyone, because there's no class system, like every piece of kit can be used by any of the characters in the game, any weapon, like, you always the only thing the specialists have is like one special unique ability uh, that only they can do. And the rest is you just mix and match like different weapons, different like gadgets, etc. Which means that literally everybody in the game can carry an anti-aircraft missile. Oh. Every single person can carry <laughs> a lock on anti-aircraft missile. So that rooftop. Probably, like you get within you get within sight of like you can see the specks of humans moving around on the rooftop yeah. and you start getting like lock on warnings. <laughs> um, but let's say you can even coordinate that. And by the way, this was me last night. Um, I was like, 
I'll bet, you know, this game isn't going well. I think it's time for me to show off my flying chops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, I don't got them. Uh, <laughs> okay. It, the way, like, here their, we default, don't go. their default controls with mouse and keyboard are the most, like, it's so counterintuitive. There's no, because there's no, there's no physical resistance to any of it. Or, like, phys- it's just, like, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> to my in in my head like yeah. i start moving the mouse around to aim and my aircraft starts doing wild things and starts going vertical <laughs> and like i just die um so i tried multiple times to be like i will help the team by like flying this helicopter orbiting the uh the rooftop and i started to have some luck once i went i, I plugged in my uh my xbox controller and then the controls started to make sense but it didn't solve the there's anti-aircraft everywhere <clears throat> and even then you can hose down the rooftop with like uh the guns from the helicopters but can you clear it sufficiently that you can land on the rooftop and like disembark squads and then hold the rooftop um and win that gunfight like can you change the math on that capture enough it's real hard and it feels like so many of the maps in battlefield 2042 follow a logic like this where um there's this infamous map in battlefield one uh god what is it um it's like in in the alps it's like uh like monte grappa uh but it culminates in this huge like underground bunker complex and this thing was just impossible to take it was just like the defender's advantage was so huge because no vehicles could get in there uh, attackers only had a few stairwells to get into or a few tunnels and you would just like defend the shit out of it all day long. There are so many maps in 2042 that have a feature like that on them that it's like, it's wild. Like the, the, the balance for a number of their modes. So many of the maps seem to funnel toward like this ultimate checkpoint where it's like one team We'll just steadily we were rolling in that game. We had we had mopped the floor with this other team at every other objective. So this stalemate went on a long time because the way breakthrough works is the th- the thing that causes the game to end is the attacker just runs out of respawns to keep the game going. We attacked that last objective. We had something like 400 respawns. Uh, which is just a wild number. Like usually like things are pretty tight. You're, you're only doing like half that. Maybe mm-hmm. we had, we had like 400 or so, maybe more uh, where we could just keep going all day long, trying to storm this place. And it just couldn't <laughs> be done. It just couldn't be done. Like, so we were just like sitting there and the, and the chat's getting more fatalist. Like, you know, if you don't take the top of the building, the minute the objective unlocks, you never take it. This map's just fucked. Um, and I, I, that's probably not true, but I do suspect that you need, like, it's not going to work in random matches for the most part, right? Because you would mm-hmm. need the most coordinated, like, fucking, you know, raid leader Kato type person <laughs> overseeing need it. raid leader Kato. <laughs> yeah. Like, without that being the state of play, uh, it's just not going to work. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how, like, extensive portions of the game feel balanced. But even setting that aside, like... Every time you spawn in, um, the game is so chaotic that if I can get my bearings and figure out, like, where the fuck am I? Where's where's the battle happening? What's happening around me? Then I can do well. But 
the odds of me getting that moment to process are just like vanishingly small. Um, and so it's like, it feels like they really tried to avoid a lot of the um, frontline type feel of a lot of battlefield maps in the previous entries. Um, but those provide a crucial service service, which is like allowing people to place their actions in a context and like figure out like, what do I want to do with this life? What do I want to do with uh, like my objectives for the next few minutes? And instead, every time you spawn in, there's a real good chance that you're just going to spawn in like in a sniper's gun sights because they're watching the spawns or you'll spawn in, you'll take three steps and a helicopter will just do a strafing run and just blow you up. You won't have like, you won't even know it's there. Um, or like a hovercraft will just come whipping across the landscape and just machine gun you at random. So, um, so what you're saying is you're not having fun. No, no, but <laughs> but there's the maybe possibility. Maybe if I get good. Oh, simply get good simply. to have fun. Yeah. But the, but the, but I'm sitting there. Gamer's I'm like, motto. I could, but that's the other part. Is like I'm like I could get better at this. Yeah, I don't know that it's worth it. Like, I because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, do I uniquely suck at this game? Um, nah, like I'm I'm getting decent. I was starting to have decent games, but when when I went back to Battlefield Five, like, I don't think I'm playing that materially better, but like I'm having a much better time because even when I'm like still kind of struggling to like get my ratio where I want it to be in terms of like you know kills and deaths, um, I'm still like. Yeah, but I know where I need to go to help out. I know where I can like contribute or at least have an idea of what I want to accomplish. In man, in 2042, it's just like it all just feels like the most random shit at any time. And like I'm not coming out of these matches with any like story to tell. It's right. just like there's no there's no like there's I'm I'm sure there are moments where I'm like, hey, th- those were some dubs, but they don't fit in any story of like the match. They don't like what did they lead to? Oh, there was that moment I got a bunch of like sweet kills on, you know, a squad that I caught trying to flank. Didn't matter because like flanking doesn't even matter. There's no there's no sense of like space or like map control. Um, So anyway, uh, I'm still trying to work through my feelings of like why this game is so uniquely frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's just the core battlefield game is just so compromised by the other objectives uh, they have with this. Like, I mean, I think we I think we should like give Hazard Zone maybe a try. And yeah. uh, like squat I'm up, down. um, because that Can't seems like no. what they went for. But yeah, uh, well, then if if you're down, I'm down. We could all. I, I'm always down to try like a new like social, uh, fucking shooter video game. Yeah, like I tried Halo Infinite. I'm always down to try something new because it's it's exactly what you said, Rob. It's like the stories you get to tell after. That's the thing that I come to those games for. Right. And I think with this, like at least the four, the four person mode, if like we were all in a squad, I think some of these elements would work way better. Uh, But Mm -hmm. the problem is this game, like the core, like firing up battlefield, the game is so like weak in some ways that like none of my regular, like most of my friends are not playing battlefield 2042 and does not appear that's going to change. Yeah. So basically, yes, Patrick, you're yeah. gonna have to take one for the team here. You're gonna have to join <laughs> me and Natalie and Raid Leader Kato and enter the hazard zone with us to figure out uh, if Battlefield 2042 does in fact have a really good mode. Because uh, update Portal ain't it? Oh, uh, oh. 
No, it's just not working. Um, you don't oh, okay. have they don't have a critical mass of players to sustain good good a good population in those servers that people right. are making. Where it's like, here's a fun mode, uh, and the only versions that like there's a few goofy modes that are having some success in terms of like people like playing weird custom games. But like, if you're like, Hey, I want to find some, like just slightly retuned or rebalanced, like classic battlefields type games. That's not happening in portal. Um, and so that's also not really like serving as the place where like you can go to find your battlefield because you might be able to build it and you might be able to find it. There's just not enough people playing it. So uh, we're going to have to go into the hazard zone uh, to to figure out uh, what's going on there. And uh, I, for one, can't wait to go in with you. <laughs> let let Kato lead us. Kato, you've never played this, but I think I, I trust you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> Kato has the innate, Kato. the innate game sense of he's, a raid leader. He's just the fucked up thing is I'm not a good shot caller. I feel like I can understand things, but I'm bad at communicating sometimes. Just ask a uh, friend of the site, Colin Joyce. <laughs> Shot caller Patrick. Shot caller Patrick. With, I mean, he's only got the one shot, which is we need to keep moving. Let's go. Hurry up. <laughs> I'm, good in a, I'm good in an after, after action uh, report, mm, you know, kind of breaking things down, debrief. All right. What went and to be wrong fair, there? <laughs> Patrick, Patrick is often correct that our, that our, Real flaws analysis paralysis. I do, yeah, I, yeah. I do, I do, I do remember specifically in us, like in a uh, in a back for blood, going uh, the one where we were had to blow up the caves along the mine shafts. Yeah, and Kato was the one who was telling us when we should be going, and we just stayed on this like one well, narrow on. path. We were also we also didn't have a real good. Sense Why of- are we moving? We're taking care of things here. I don't think that's how this level works. <laughs> Well, we learned. And also, we didn't have a real good sense of how to seal the caves. I will say that is like we were getting overwhelmed because it was like we didn't fully grok like exactly how we were supposed to be sealing these. I mean, we were we were screwing it up a lot. So some of them had I, explosives conveniently placed inside of them. Some of them didn't seem to. It was weird. The mines of Pennsylvania are a land of contrasts. Uh, <laughs> and so we, we had to we had to come to, to grips with that. Uh all right, so questions. We got some good ones. First of all, uh, mm-hmm. well, so we've got a few good ones from Waz. So we might hit a few Waz questions uh, today. Uh, Dear Waypoint, what class archetypes do you always gravitate towards in a new game? I always pick a class with pets or summons, which is why Torchlight will always be in my top 10 games of all time. With a strong mm-hmm. shout out to Fate, the Diablo clone for kids. Uh, regards, Waz. So what, what's your like go-to character class or archetype? Uh, mine's mine's easy mm, healer mm, mm. healer in like a yeah healer um or if i don't have like if i'm not playing with friends or healer is not like a solid solo class um then i'll usually do some ranged class whether that's like a mage or archer some some range. I don't. I'm definitely not a tank. Like I'm never someone that like likes mm. to be, just like in the middle of the fight the whole time, just like absorbing damage and dealing really big damage. So, that's my answer. That's that's me. I'm the tank. Hello, 
Hi, logging in. <laughs> oh, here. <laughs> uh, Here's that, the tank. That, that or support, usually, because uh, especially with tanks in general, or like I, I play Defender and Pokemon Go a lot too, but it's like, you know, having CC, right? Having crowd control stuff and trying to keep things off other people and that being the goal is fun. If not that, I also tend to go for like roguey assassin classes, just like the quick burst uh yeah. glass cannon type thing. That's my other that's my that's my main. My main my mains in, in Pokemon Unite right now are uh Gengar, which is an assassin, and uh and Snorlax, which is a, a obviously a big old big old tanky tanky boy. Mm. Patrick, who are you? <laughs> well, the, both of the, the answers so far are people who play like MMOs and <laughs> team-based games. Yeah. So like that's at Amy. Um was it was it was it wasn't me before kids uh is eliminated from the pool uh after kids. Um but uh yeah, I mean usually yeah, usually I it's weird because um the ones that I gravitate towards are, if I'm thinking in terms of like Souls games or like games where yeah. like that stuff matters. It's like close to mid range. Like I always like having uh, like an archer class or something like that where I can like do something from like mm-hmm. a, a mid range distance. I'm no good at sniping. Like that's like never been like, and that that applies from action games to to shooties. Like I just can't. I I just cannot uh, particularly. Uh, compliment uh my own <laughs> solo play or or a team in in that regard but generally it's like i i try i mean it's it's you know it's why when we talk about like games like that i'm always excited when the games are sort of like punishing me for like what's the thing you want to do here and it's like mm. nah just like don't do it and like so i increasingly find myself actually attracted to games in which i like can't do the thing that i'm normally going going to do um and i, I wish more games pushed back against the player's tendency to fall back on on like their their habits but when i do when i do if 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 no pushback is going to occur then it is probably gonna be, it's like similar to probably a character that 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 kato mentioned like someone who's like fast like daggers and like that was the character i picked in monster hunter which is like the closest bridge between what we're talking about here um and it just turns out those daggers were boring as shit um mechanically <laughs> it's like oh no i cannot do this for 60 hours and so i yeah like i ran in the opposite direction which was to pick up a hammer um and and try and play with a a weapon type that felt like it went against type um and i ended up really really enjoying that oh that said like and then like the best of both worlds was bloodborne the kirk hammer was my weapon of choice Mm -hmm. because you got both don't choose you don't have to you can have (laughs) this quick sword and also you can swap over to this big ass hammer and just fucking oh what the, the coolest weapon i mean i mean that game is full of cool weapons but that one delighted me because I I got to do what I wanted, which was something comfortable. Here's that sword. And then also here's the thing that's going to make you play a little differently and understand weight and distance um, differently. And so the Kirk Hammer was – that's why I need Bloodborne too. I need them to bring back the Kirk Hammer. Patrick, you just have to come over to New York or L.A. and uh, crack open these Bloodborne games, <laughs> board games. Yeah. I've I've seen nothing to convince me that that game is any good except for having paid a lot of money for some figurines. Um, that is the impression the from are very both nice. of you, Vinny Caravella, like everyone that's gone down this path is like, well, I bought a bunch of very high quality Bloodborne 
the action <laughs> figures. There's, there's something to the game. There's something there. That sounds sounds like someone who has a lot of boxes and needs to to have a reason to open them. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't speak to this uh, without well, yeah, because you, you can't speak to it because you haven't opened the boxes. I, I I have opened the boxes. I actually did play a ga- a run of Bloodborne the board game with my brother. Oh. It was the combat is takes so long to understand. It's so mm-hmm. confusing. I think the one of the biggest problems with that game is actually it's manual. It there's a lot of things that are not well explained and the a lot of errata that has come out after the fact. So yeah, yeah, I need to read that that stuff but <laughs> yeah, gotta, like, uh but i have them. a lot of cool figurines yeah i had a friend who's that like if like that's his deal breaker right if like y- like you can't just keep releasing errata uh <laughs> like it's okay if there's small errors that like okay well this, here's an edge case we didn't consider or like here's a rule clarification we need to issue but like the and this has happened a lot in the uh hobby and like tabletop space right where it's just like uh okay so we figured out how to design this game and here's a bunch of new rules and he's like no i'm not like i'm not doing the paid beta tester thing um you know it, it's got to work out of the box so by the way though i understand how you got in the ian williams wrote a story for us last year uh or maybe it was very early this year about yeah it was very early this year about a Lord of the Rings tabletop RPG. I need to be very clear here. I do not play <laughs> tabletop RPGs. Mm. I have no friends to play tabletop RPGs with. Mm. I have friends who will play board games with me, but we are they're not like, hey, let's roll characters and start a tabletop campaign friends. Like we are not at that level. <laughs> and at this stage in my life, I'm not sure I get at that level with people anymore, right? <laughs> Um, so the thing is, naturally, after reading this article and realizing that the people designing it made the War of the Ring board game, which is like just one of the greatest board games ever made, uh, I was like, well, I should get in on this Kickstarter. And I was like, I'm just, I'm sure it sounds like a great game. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, it looks like beautiful art. And like, maybe, maybe. I could find tabletop RPG friends. Maybe mm-hmm. I could, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. maybe if this gets the creative juices flowing, like, maybe I didn't, maybe it was D&D. I just grew out of D&D. But, like, yeah. if I had a different rules system. There's all sorts of things out there for and, you, Rob. And a crowd pleaser like the like Lord of the Rings? Who doesn't love Lord of the Rings? <laughs> so I'm on the Kickstarter page, and it's like, well, we can send you the PDF of the rules. And I was like... Nah, nah, you can't. And they're like, well, we could give you a uh, like a you know printed rule book. It's a nice printing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's this though? The collector's edition with the <laughs> with the hard case and like I think like leather binding <laughs> and shit and like full color, beautiful, like lavish art. Um, and they're like, and all that could be yours for the low, low price of redacted. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow, you can't even do it. Can't even do it. And I was like, fill in the blank, viewer. And really, it's an investment in me playing the game, because if I spend this amount of money on this game, 
um, surely I will not like let it lie fallow. That's that, that's course. definitely how that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I'm cool if I spend redacted on this board game. I think it would be fun. We could do it with our friends. And MK was like, what? And I was like, cool. It's <laughs> like, so do, do we have money no. for that? She's like, probably. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so the thing is, it's not here yet because no. it was still like it was a Kickstarter, yeah, but like right. it is currently floating over to the United States <laughs> uh, and will be delivered this year. But the thing is, mm. once it shows up, there's going to be a lot of things we have to come face to face with. One is like, how much did I spend on this? Because it does not sound like the sort of thing where much like those Bloodborne boxes of like shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That like ziggurat of content. You can't yeah. be like, I made responsible decisions <laughs> when you're like pushing Look, your ziggurat into a closet. My ziggurat is at least two tiers lower than Natalie. So I think I will come out on top here. <laughs> anyway, point is, I think it's going to be sick as hell. But also, how do you all feel about being characters in a little bespoke Lord of the Rings adventure that will be authored by me. Have I, have I, ga- have I game mastered in like the last 15 years? No. But Rob, I would love this. This sounds great. This sounds great. If you can bring enough of those I was worried you were going to see if one we... of us would DM. <laughs> no, Rob has to do it. Yeah, that is that is a, a, a requirement for my participation in this project. Is that Rob must be the DM, um, or the, and I think you should. We should find a way to fit, once you get these pieces, see what you need. What is like the actual base level requirement? And we've spent a lot of money on equipment that we cannot, we have not been able to use yet for some in person thing. And we will, we will salt, we will, we will, we will use your, we will, we will play the Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh but not for stream. Person stream. No, no, oh, come on, why? No. What? <laughs> Because I don't, because uh, I won't know what I'm doing yet. I'd be too self conscious. No, well, then you go go find your friends. Let them be your guinea pigs, and then come in. And I give thought us a I real found game. them, Patrick, but I guess not. I'd I'd be there. I know too well the pain of having uh one too many. Not gonna count my bookshelf right now. RPGs that I haven't cracked open, other than to read. Welcome to welcome to the lifestyle. That's that's it. Actually, yeah. is buying rule books Ooh, this that is a you cool read. Premise. And, yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Look at these new systems. I love this. Oh, uh, this is so good. It like involves the whole group in like building the setting. It's so collaborative. I'm yeah. sure. Like, if everyone has a little piece of ownership in this story, then I'm sure we'll all have a great time. <laughs> I mean, you 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 joke, but I fucking literally the last one I got. Shout outs to Wanderhome. It looks really good. It's kind of a animals fantastic setting that is gmless and i'm i w- wish i had anyone to play it with but the book is beautiful the art mm. it's so good you love to support indie rpg you makers do. you know you do. <laughs> uh so yeah so anyway um brace yourselves like y'all like maybe we'll do it as like this a will happen at some point, yeah but yeah one day uh, but remember like i'm also not like you know my attention to detail can be better. Uh, sometimes I miss little rules things like we saw during the um, Fast and the Furious board game where I just forgot to use Dom. Uh, like <laughs> it was I forgot to use like Dom's ability. Uh, like, <laughs> still one, though. Yeah, y'all still made it through. 
Yeah, we were fine. We were fine. <laughs> this uh, great spot. It's, it's the advantage. Slightly the worse. The rules are there master. to create the fun, Rob. That's and true. It created the fun. It did. That's true. We saw like Austin didn't like it didn't rattle him. It was like we're just <laughs> it's all storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, by the way, just my standard class is: Does this game is it smart to multi-class in this game? No, mm. then I'm going to multi-class. Uh, that is my default. Like, mm, I can't choose. What are two things that are completely incompatible and have completely oh. different play styles? Uh, what if I tried to marry them? Like, what if I tried to be like, you know, what sounds cool would be like a DPS mage tank because then that's you'd be all like of them in the that's action. all of the things that's that's literally every role can you yeah. also heal <laughs> i'm uh, everyone's always glad that i'm in the party right because they're like hey are you level appropriate for any of your skills and i'll be like no but look, <laughs> like, at, this can... tool, look at this toolbox <laughs> look at all these level one level one abilities i have i have so many <laughs> so of them many, so many choices what's that you only have one cantrip? Yep. <laughs> the beholder begins chasing you down a hall. I cast magic missile. <laughs> it's a very uh-huh. big magic missile at this point. There's a bunch of them, but yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Get, roll those D4s. So got, that's uh that's four how of them now. <laughs> that is how how that tends to that is that how that tends to go. Um Let's see. There's one question I wanted to pull up here. Uh, this is a Kato focused question, but I think it's a good hmm. one. Um, touching <laughs> wow. on a few. The implication there. The fucking implication there. That other Kato focused ones were Sorry. not good just by being. You will understand how specific it is, but okay. I think it, it will be okay. a good jumping off point for a wider discussion. Hmm. Um, yes, we 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 love we love Raid Master Kato, and we love questions <laughs> written directly for, uh, for him. Uh, this one's from Waz again, but uh, here. Waz writes, at what point did Team Fortress 2 die for you? This is not to say Oof. that Team Fortress 2 is dead. In fact, it currently is still in the top five Steam games being played on a regular basis. However, I feel like a lot of people have moved on from Team Fortress 2 and new blood has come into the game. That said, I do find that when Team Fortress 2 comes up in conversations, most people have a specific period of Team Fortress 2 when it died for them. For me, Team Fortress 2 died shortly after the Quick Play update in 2014-2015. Prior to this update, when you launched the game, you'd open the server browser and either go to a server in your favorites or just to a random server. This worked very well for the game as it formed communities around specific servers wherein custom maps, game modes, and agreed-upon rules could be enjoyed. If you didn't want to participate in these servers and wanted a pure vanilla experience, you could join one of the dozen of Valve official services. Uh, servers. Quick Play was introduced as a way to streamline the process of quickly finding a server if you particularly did not care where you ended up. However, this caused several of several of what I and others would consider adverse effects. The biggest change was that all the servers that were viable for Quick Play were either a Valve server or a community server that had to make a set of, meet a set of criteria, including no custom maps and no modded gameplay. I do not think Valve had any idea uh, what this was going to do with to server populations. You see, most community-run servers have a dozen or so regulars that know one another, and the rest are rotating randoms. Quick Play stole away the rotating randoms because they just hit the Quick Play button. This, of course, had a cascading effect where small community servers had to drop custom maps, custom game modes, etc. if they wanted to stay populated with players because even regulars don't want to play with just six people. 
It arguably had a massive impact on the creative nature of Team Fortress 2 and sucked the soul out of the game for me. Uh, Kato, I'm curious, is that track with your experience or did you move on from TF2 at a different juncture? Uh, it was it was uh, a little different. It wasn't that far after, but for different reasons. Because uh, mm-hmm. during that time, I actually joined a clan. I was in a TF2 clan, uh, which means I had a home server, right? Like, I didn't need to ever use quick play stuff. And, like, the way that that server was run was definitely, like, everyone just kind of... We picked what we wanted to do as a group, and there was, like, enough people to keep that place healthy. Um, <clears throat> But I think what really ended up pulling a lot of my attention was actually uh, just spending more and more time in Dota 2. Finally, a different uh, Valve Ah. game uh, that requires a bunch of... I mean, requires more, honestly, more dedication than Team Fortress ever did. Team Fortress was very much the, like, this is just fun and what I can run on my white MacBook that I had during college. Um, And... Wow, so you fell down a massacre, uh, like lifestyle <laughs> commitment uh, rabbit hole? Yeah, I've, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I, I hopped over to a different game that sucked all my my uh, time that was free. So, but I I do remember that update, like everyone being <laughs> mad at it in a way, um, and just feeling lucky that I already had like a home of. Uh, like dedicated like they had like a it was the type of clan that had their own website you know like you you did applications through like their forums um and uh so it was like a good amount of people were still around uh playing that game even as like individual smaller servers were kind of getting nuked by the quick play update yeah i think for me like it my, my interest was starting to wane a little bit before that um, I want to say it was because, yeah, so like a few years before, uh, basically I'm, I'm in the camp where like vanilla, like orange box TF2 mm. was just an amazing game, like just mm-hmm. out of the box, just an incredible game. And I remember it was like, I had really mixed feelings about this, but it was when they were doing those, uh, like branded updates with like little narrative beats and like, like trailers and, and like comics around them. Mm-hmm. It was all out of fun. It really showed off like the strength of like the Valve's writer's room, uh, et cetera. But not all the upgrade updates were like for the better, I thought. Um, and I feel like it was sniper, the sniper versus spy update mm. where I started to just get a little bit of a vibe of like, some of the clear class delineation and like game dynamics are starting to get a little bit like broken down in the course of these updates. Um, sure. in, in some ways, right. That's your first step toward where battlefield ends up where it's like, we're just going to rip up classes and like, you can do anything with any class team fortress two never went near that direction, but like yeah. it started to feel like sniper versus spy. They started to really recast what both of those characters like could do, like what their profile was in terms of like what they brought to a team. Yeah. And it was the first time like I'm, I wouldn't even say it was bad, but it was like, I think I like this game less than I did before. Right. It was hmm. like, you've added new stuff now and I don't love it. And I'm I'm still playing it. It's still fun, but like it is a lesser experience that I was having before you like added this stuff, and now it's never going to change. Right. Um, and I think that happens in a lot of games. Like I have a similar relationship to a lot of stuff that happens in like uh, paradox games, right? Where it's like game okay at launch, some of the early updates. It's like the um, 
stuff they already knew they wanted to like go deeper on or like had a good idea of how to fix. But like three years on when you're like, okay, well, what are we going to change next? Sometimes the answer is maybe this game is done, right? Like maybe there is nothing to change Mm. that you're not starting to like really revise what your core vision is. But the nature of the business model is, well, we got to keep like finding new stuff to add and like build out this game, even if, it as a platform wasn't necessarily intended for it. And so I end up in that place with a lot of games, but TF2 kind of encapsulates that where like for a while I was completely on board. I love the new updates. I love what they're adding to the game. And then there's this moment where I was like, shit, wait, game feels different in a way I don't like. Yeah. Mm. I've never played TF2. (laughs) I feel free from this. It was fun. I've been recommended it before. I actually last week, Somebody was like, you really need to start playing TF2. You do not. Start? No. Isn't, t- isn't TF2 like completely like overrun by cheating and bots at this, at this point? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't, I don't know. It feels like there's still people playing that game. Well, sure. Obviously there are, but like, I don't know that I like get into it now. Really? Now. Why? Why? Why do you need to get Why into not? it? Why not? Why <laughs> not? Rob, the, the auda- Rob okay. feigning audacity at getting into an older video game. No, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm just curious. Like, why is now the moment? I don't know. I don't know. I've had actually multiple people in recent, recent times tell me I should really start playing TF2. Like, just really should start getting into it. I think I might have. I might have downloaded it. I haven't even <laughs> opened it yet. I don't know. I have to check my Steam library, but I don't know. That feels like what? Um, it's a lot of people trying to make Team Fortress happen. It just feels, yeah. Maybe they just want somebody to play with. Yeah. <laughs> and I am the I am the fool. I am the the susceptible fool. I am curious what all of the what the game feels like to a new person though, because yeah, there's a certain like through line there where you you understood you had to like understand the original game when it was out and like all the classes and then as they started adding things on it was for the people who had played a million hours and like oh here's something different although as rob just said it didn't work out for him but for a lot a a fair amount of people they're like oh great A, a new a new thing that is slightly different so that i can keep playing this game an inordinate amount of time um but I wonder, like, taken as a whole, like, what is this? Because some of those changes do feel like it feels like they were almost responses to a certain type of meta that had formed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but they were, mm-hmm. like, permanent changes. They weren't, like, and we're going to update them next season or something like that, right? It was but just now like, everyone who remembers that meta is dead. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that That community's gone. And now you're just left over with, why would you pick this gun that does, like, less damage but pushes people? What? What's that about? Um, why why would I use the rockets that uh I can rocket jump with but can't do damage with? Why why is that useful? Uh, yeah, bizarre, bizarre. Maybe you do need to get into it, and then you report back. Yeah, let us, like, let us here's, know. Here How does it what, feel? Yeah. No, now now I'm into it. Now I'm now I'm intrigued. Uh, by the notion of of what. Of what you might find there. Uh, So let's end on an etiquette question. There's a little story uh, from 
from James. Uh, so James writes, say you're in a fast food drive through You might want a cup of water and most places will give you one for free. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't mention the drink with the order, you can ask at the final window. And if you're not annoying and they're not busy, they'll whip it right up. But recently I took the idea one step further and I wonder whether you consider this fine, which it is in a functional sense, or gauche, which, okay, probably. I ordered my Taco Bell, no drink. Paid, no sign of anything untoward. Then at the ultimate step, after securing the bag, I produced my Camelback bottle. No. And asked asked the employee if he would Mm. fill it. He did, but with a look that indicated I may have gone too far. And while I thought my while I thought my delivery included, if you got to ask, buddy, if if the world's <laughs> looking at you, you got to ask, and you got to oh. write in an email to a podcast you listen to. So, TLDR, James thought he'd been like, you know, I know it's a bit odd, but can you do me a solid? He thought he'd pulled that delivery off, but clearly the look wasn't great. He got at the drive through. Here's the thing. If I'd asked for a cup of water, poured it into the bottle right in front of him and thrown the cup in the dirt, that would have been fine, right? Come on. God. This is better than that in every way. But I feel like Larry no. David being right while also no. being thrown out of a dinner party. So what do you think? Can I show my face there again? There is... Yes, there's a very specific, very specific to me, uh, fucking uh, error that was made here, and it was waiting till the very fucking end of the transaction. I would but like that's where I, they have the drink. That's where they have the drink dispenser. N- no, but I mean, literally waiting to be handed your food and then asking. Like I would have done it. I would have had the fucking bottle in my hand as oh. I rolled up to the second window and been like, "Hey, by the way, could I get some water in this?" And then I feel like it's fine, but it's like doing it almost like you have them. You're like holding the line hostage at that point. If it's the literal last thing, they've given you your food. the The way that those um like timings are set up. You're supposed to be driving away at that point, and the next person's about to get their food. But now you've caused a stoppage. Like, there's there's no way they can. Cotto's in the next say car. Being no. Like, Where the fuck is my Crunchurito? Yeah, like what the fuck? It's like it feels like there's no way they can say no at that point because it's it's too late. Like you, if you get into a fight, then like you you have total control where like. If they haven't handed you their food, they can hold your food hostage and be like, do you want your food? If you do, you're going to fucking leave, right? Or like there's is a different power dynamic if you ask at the beginning of as soon as they open that little window versus, all right, I have my food. I'm supposed to be going now, but wait. So you one think more order thing. of operations. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Ruling from like yeah. anyone cool with the, the here's my Camelback bottle. I'm not. I think that's fine. I'm not. <laughs> I could simply never. I could simply never inconvenience someone like that to like do. I I fill up my Camelback. I fill up this. Wait, first of all, are we talking like a like a water bottle or like a the, fucking bag? That was how oh, I first wait. read this. Because when I think wait. of the Camelback, I think of the bag. Is that? But because that he, that is different. James I was, specifies no, bottle. I think that this bottle. is literally a Camelback. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a big bottle. It's a big bottle. It's a big bottle. That's what I assumed, and that's what I think is okay. 32 ounces, or like 34 if you fill it all the way. If it's like super and big, know, and it's not going to fit. Nobody's getting hydrated enough. It's true. We are not hydrated enough. 
We are we are dehydrated creatures. Dehydration nation. (laughs) We are. I am literally the 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 king of dehydration nation. I take maybe a sip of water a day. Don't at me. I know. I know. I'm fucking up. I hate talking to my doctors because they're like, "How many waters are you drinking a day?" I'm like, zero percent. Zero percent water is in my body at any given time, other than the shit that's in my blood cells. But. That being said, damn, we've had this conversation a couple of times with the doctor. <laughs> that being said, I could never at like if I fill this up at the beginning of the day and I'm out, I'm out and about. I I would only veer, I would only venture to ask someone to fill it up if I was like, you know, at the like inside and I I was there was, it was like, I'm not in my car. Like, if I'm in my car, I'm feeling like a piece of shit anyway because <laughs> I'm like, you know, on, I'm probably late and that's why I'm going through the drive-thru or I don't want to get out of my car or whatever. I mean, there's so many reasons. There's This is like a very me personally. Right. This no, is I'm, I, am, I am 100% I feel like that can't, this is yours. This, you know, whose problem this is? My Fucking problem. your problem. This is my and problem. You, like, this is I understand. nobody else's problem. It's, it's COVID. It's COVID. A lot of like the drinking fountains, depending on where you go, like your easy Are places closed. to That's fill those true. up. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. but you know what? You got a goddamn home. And if you get a big <laughs> enough one, are you really going through the 32 ounces? Okay, but you know, hold up. Like over the course of this? I know Some this people isn't. stay very hydrated. I know this isn't a thing as much. People aren't traveling as much, but consider the option of this being an. <laughs> A road trip, a situation yeah. where you're going through a drive-through and continuing on a long drive. James has ruled this out, though. I mean, the premise of the question is: Can James ever go back to this to this Taco Bell? Right. Okay. So like, you this can is go not, back, I but you, you can cannot. You cannot ask for your Camelback to be filled at the very last second again. You got to do it at the first window. I mean, the thing is, at the first window, that's the payment window, right? Right. That's a payment window. You're right? not the payment window. They're not, they're not, not my fucking job. <laughs> but people, yeah, like they but got you so, can many, ask so for much water other already. shit to do. Right? You like that's can, the thing. But they got so much other shit. Also, like I've actually been told this before where I've asked. But they're well, handing I you a asked. thing. They're not, you're not handing them your shit. <laughs> this gross is like, ass water actually, bottle. Go I've inside. Told- go to the soda machine. Pump that shit full of water. Like have, go, have fun. I've been told, I've been told that I know that Starbucks for a brief time like didn't take people's personal water bottles because it was like a COVID thing because like taking somebody's personal water bottle, you have like their personal germs Mm -hmm. and you're like put, you know, bringing it into your space. So like I know that was like a COVID hazard. Except it wasn't really right. That's the other thing is we know that like this was we know that's not. Yeah, it's not. But it is just kind of gross generally, though. (laughs) It is a little kind of gross, but it is it is it is good for the environment. Um, so the, the payment window is not in control of what happens at the next window. I mean, in some ways, yes, but what happens in the next window when you get your food, that's, you have to ask, that has to be the first thing. Like if they're handing over food, say like, Hey, could I please maybe bother you to, to, you know, fill up my water bottle and they have every right. I wouldn't even say say Phil, could you, I should say, could I get a bit of water? Like let them decide just like. You don't. You don't gotta. It's a big bottle. You don't gotta do the whole thing. What are they, they gonna fill it halfway? Yeah, I would. If I was in the window and they said some, I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll do it as long yeah, as I'm, sure, I'm, sure I'm not gonna hold up the line. Person, 
They're trying to defuse. They're like trying to defuse this asshole who's asked them to like fill up their water. Like the way to get this this situation to the finish line is to like fill it a quarter up and give it back to them. Here, this is all I could get you. So wait, I see. I, I think it's a little strong though. I think James did not like in my first reading. I was like, did James hand a fucking backpack? Yeah. With a water bag in it through the drive through. I'm like, that is asshole. I ne- not for a single moment believe that to be the case. Yeah. I was always thought it was. Just a, sta- like so a standard. So we think the play then is if you got the if you got your little Camelback water bottle, your Nalgene or whatever. Yeah. You ask her like, "Hey, could I get water? Just take the fucking large water that they hand you, and just dump that in." But like, but then it's all like their standard procedure. Like, hey, can I get yeah. that? Like, can I get that yeah. water? If, yeah, especially. Yeah. I especially mean, honestly, the they, have, they have so much to do. They are like yeah. managing. Like I would just ask at the fucking order of tacos right? a day. At the nope. order, you'd be like, "Hey, uh-uh. I have a bottle. Can you fill nah. it up with some water?" They're gonna, be like, they're gonna say you gotta ask them because they're doing. I'm on money duty. You gotta ask <laughs> the food the food guys if the food guys will do that for you because I'm on money duty because they also, don't have the water station at the money station. No, okay, and like that does throw a wrench into things. But let's be real. When was the last time you saw both fucking stations open up? That's a one person job these days. And it fucking sucks, obviously, when it used to be two people. But like now it's like the what, same doing the, person. Doing the payment. Yeah. And the. Yeah. No, they've come down to that all the time. All the time. And it is definitely is still separate windows. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, my particular town in Florida that has done away with that being it, two it, jobs. It varies by location, certainly. Like yeah. there's. God, there there was like this one cursed. I want to say it was like a cursed Wendy's in L.A. <laughs> that was like off Sepulveda, where it was just the most terrifying turn into this like really tight drive-through, and I think it was just like it all condensed down to one window because there's like no other space to put the cars, and they just stacked up out in the traffic. <laughs> oh, um, no. But yeah, I think for the most part, like it's still probably faster too. I, I don't know. I, also, it does seem like the most Florida franchisee thing to do, right? Which is like, no, just work faster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was also thinking like, okay, how much do you tip the person for the sort of special service? If you're like, okay, is there like, like if there's a little money crossing, yeah, uh, yeah. crossing that window, but you can't put the, tips the at bottle. these places. That's not the type of place fast person food can, person can pocket it. Yeah, I mean, if you if you got just like yeah, hand over a little five dollar bill with your water. So you think five five dollars? That's not insulting. No, I, five dollars to fill up some a water bottle. That seems fine. Seems fine to me. Okay. I'd take five dollars. I'm just I mean, it's, it, like compared to what the restaurant is paying. Well, the right, yeah, like, exactly. You're yeah. you're probably getting like five an hour or some shit because they're yeah. crazy. Um, it's true. It's true. So yeah, yeah. I just don't, just don't so do I it. just I just, just yeah, don't. like if I need a, a if I need to fill my water bottle during the day, I do it. I mean, I understand the plight though. I will. Like, I understand. Yeah. Yes. you've made the choice to bring so your thirsty. personal water, and I do this. I bring it everywhere. I do not order. I don't get water bottles. Like me and my wife have like stacks of these, and like so, I, I am this person, and I would never. Ask them to do that. Just I, I, I'm, I simply I, can't I, ask anyone to do anything. You know, I for would me because I, I would never, never inconvenience anyone in my life. I would so. never well, do would, it, and also but I'll only just go be, in. Yeah, yes, I would never do it. But because I'm ordering a Baja Blast, if I'm going to fucking Taco Bell, like what the fuck? Come on, it's the only place you can get the Baja Blast. But then pull up. You could go into the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Take care of this all yourself. Then we're, we side, <laughs> if you needed you get water, your Taco Bell. And you and you could also fill up that water. There's a solution right there that doesn't mean that you are sending your water bottle into the restaurant. 
<laughs> okay. Well, uh, look, James, we all understand. We understand the need. <laughs> We're all out here we dehydrated. We all been thirsty out there. But apparently this move is just not on. Uh, it does sound like you are not persona non grata at that Taco Bell forever. Besides, with turnover, probably in, you know, <laughs> a month or two, uh, hopefully that person will have quit and walked out in the middle of a shift. And uh, someone someone new is on their path to being radicalized. I, f- I feel and like you th- could that- be the person to radicalize them with you and your camelback. <laughs> I got to imagine like the, the amount of the kind of shit you deal with with people in that job doesn't register. It's like, I'm disgusted at the idea of doing this, but my guess is that really doesn't even measure up. That is just an eye roll as opposed to at the end of the day, talking with your coworkers. Like, I don't know. I worked at GameStop and when people would ask me to throw away their trash, I would, I, it fucking drove me nuts. (laughs) Nuts. People would come up and be like, Hey, can you throw this away? Cause obviously I have trash cans. Cause like, receipt like you know you got trash yeah. cans in the store it's for a store. throwing away things what are they throwing and out like food no fucking no just random trash random trash people be like can you throw this away and people i've seen like obviously people do this at drive throughs too sometimes um or you know other random places but when people would ask me to that to do that it was just the most i was i would say no i can't yeah. <laughs> I can't throw that away. I can't. I don't want your smelly ass yeah. food fucking in my food fucking waste? receipt trash can. That's Are you rude. Kidding? Kiss my ass. Bye bye. Like, <laughs> here's your fucking power up awards card, and you can go <laughs> fuck want- off. Bye bye. I'm not. I'm not gonna throw away your Hang trash. On, That's I, I can't throw away your trash. Quick. But do it you was- want some pre orders? Quick question. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor. This is what they have to understand. If I am doing that, that is not what I'm here to do. I'm here to sell you video games and okay. And so, quick question. Needless power up award memberships. Other than that, I'm doing you a favor. So, if somebody I have were to f- yes, four things. Yes, mm. like four different versions of GameStop here. Yes, mall GameStop, mm-hmm. retail. Uh, L.A. retail, like yeah. Uh, yeah. like mini mini strip mall, uh, yeah. GameStop, yeah. strip mall, GameStop, detached downtown like storefront, GameStop. Which one? I was you? in. I was. I worked at the biggest GameStop in New York City in Union Square. Okay, so there's trash cans around <laughs> Wait, there. The Union, the one next to the, Taco the Union Bell. Square. Yes, the one next to Taco Bell <laughs> yeah. where I ate lunch almost every single day yes. when I worked at GameStop. <laughs> So people would come in. Only I can throw my Taco Bell away. Wait, that's no. Wait, so why can't? Why aren't there other other trash cans? Literally, Union Square has a fucking trash can every other half block around it. What the? This is true. (laughs) This is true. What the? This is absolutely true. I'd say go outside. Yeah, trash cans. Fuck off. God damn. Use the. Use the world. Use the public Public trash cans. There's infrastructure here for a reason. Damn it. Yeah. So that's my, I mean, it was like, mall, yeah. even to mall answer your question, up, there's still trash cans in malls. Every, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 To answer your anyway. question, Rob, it's kind of like the strip mall version, but bigger, but it's that yeah. sort of layout, like a kind of, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, 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 that is clarifying because the politics of trash cans around here have just gotten totally fucked. Um, like in, because like waste management 
didn't have enough drivers to like service the city around here Ooh, like for a while. Yeah. So they were starting to fall behind on collection. And then because like collection was falling behind, like people would start just overloading trash cans, which slowed down everything more. And then the National Park Service is like, we can't handle the amount of shit people are putting in our trash cans. So they pulled their trash cans. So now it's like a whole thing where it's like, oh, oh, sir. Oh, ma'am, please. Where can I where can I throw away this empty latte cup? Uh, and the answer is, is nowhere. Um, you just have like, you have to like beg a friendly store owner. Like, can I please throw this out? And they're like, absolutely not. Uh, or you just throw that shit on the ground. I I've realized now how, uh, blessed I've become. I've come to know, uh, being in New York, having trash cans basically on every corner because I'm realizing that in Florida, what we used to do was we had a trash bag, in the car because there are no public fucking trash cans in Florida. I have a trash can in my car. It's like everywhere is uh, a fucking parking lot. Then there's no trash cans anywhere, (laughs) you know? So that's what you do is you have your own personal one. You deal with it on your own time. God damn it. (laughs) All right. Well, James, you shouldn't have to carry all the weight, but that's the way it goes uh, here on (laughs) waypoint radio. Uh, We don't think you're an asshole, but the, the world uh, the world makes assholes of all of us. Uh, so that's why we have to fuck capitalism and go home. Uh, but before we you do go... have to fuck capitalism. <laughs> but, like, don't, don't fuck capitalism. But, like, fuck capitalism. Yeah. Rob, we need Rob's to declare, here. comma, fuck mm-hmm. capitalism and go home. We got to say, fuck capitalism <laughs> yeah. and then go home. We don't yes. have to fuck capitalism. so let me tell you about waypoint plus uh if if you if you enjoy our podcast if you enjoy our streams uh by the way (sighs) natalie and i continue to tear up inscription by the time you hear this we might even be streaming uh like as you're listening to this we might be like finishing inscription you don't want to miss the end but all of that is made possible through waypoint plus you can learn more at waypointplus.com uh, this week on our premium feed, uh, listeners will be able to hear us talk about the Matrix uh, with Gita, and we're going to be like just diving deep on that whole series. Right now, the plan is we're going to do a sequels podcast after the holiday break. Um, I think there's enough in those two sequels for one podcast apiece, but Patrick, if we don't do that, it's because Patrick said we couldn't. Oh my and God. See, look, uh, see, just wait, direct wait, all wait, your emails to Patrick wait. about like... I and remember. Yeah, I remember Rob specifically. Watches reloaded, and then goes to try and retcon yeah. like, all of our planning. Submissions. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> for access to our premium feed, you can go to waypointplus.com. Uh, I think you'll also hear something from that feed on the Friday podcast, since we're going to be on break. Uh, so it's a little a holiday treat. You'll hear some of what's been held back uh, for the for the Waypoint Plus feed. I think. It's going to be the, we we said what it's going to be? Yeah. We it's did. Yeah, on the schedule. It's public. It's Ava. Okay. It's Ava. It's so, both, yeah, both, Ava both of them. Yeah. Yeah. The, we did, uh, yeah, you, some years back, we watched the uh, Ava uh, original run, the, the, the television series, and then these series of movies that concluded over the summer, um, we watched and talked about those. And so both of those two podcasts with, 
the, the first one was just, was uh, me, Rob, Cato, and Austin. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was me, Rob, Cato, and Austin, and Gita. Yeah. Um, uh, talking through those four movies? Yes. Right? Four? Three? Four? Four. Four. It was a whole mess of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The last one is confusing because it's 3.0 yeah. plus 1.0 yeah, 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 thrice yeah. upon and a I time. And I think, of course, each one could have been its own podcast. But Patrick... Uh, once again, we just got to condense <laughs> oh these things. God. Just get through oh it. God. Uh, I don't care. That what was not, that was more of an Austin. Yeah, no, that, that was, was more of an yeah. Austin had very strong feelings on how many pods we were going to assign <laughs> rewatching Eva, which is funny because spoiler, like I, I didn't like the series, but I like, really liked the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, that's waypointplus.com. Uh, check it out. Our theme music is by Bowen. The tracks miss you off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, that will do it for this week. And, oh, hold on. We never do this right. Kato, you, oh, well, no, I guess it doesn't. Hmm. You should put this. I guess you put it here. And also, what are we should, doing now? you should record your own yeah. and attach it to the Waypoint Plus ones. Sure. It's like we're going to have a, uh, a sale again for oh, uh, right. Waypoint yes. Plus. Do we have um, that? I'm clicking on this document yeah. that's in my email uh, right uh, now. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, we're offering 25% off annual subscriptions to Waypoint Plus if you use the code Waypoint Holiday at checkout uh, at waypointplus.com between uh, now. Now would be not now. <laughs> would be <laughs> this- November 26th. Okay. Um, so it's the 26th through the 29th. So starting on Friday uh, through Monday. Uh, Monday. Yeah. I would assume Monday at midnight Eastern time would be my guess is when that when that ends. And if it works how it worked the last time, it'll stack. So if you already purchase an annual subscription, um, if you purchase uh, it here, it's not that you won't be able to get it. It'll just stack on to your existing um, sub. Um, so if you missed out on that the first time when we did the uh, all day stream from a, from a few weeks back, uh, you've got another chance to get you or or a friend. And on and on Waypoint Plus. All right, uh, I don't know. I think we hear that up front, or yeah, yeah. right. And right here, when he keeps it here. Well. Yeah, I need people to know how bad we are at planning and never learn our lesson. Mm-hmm. But then also he's going to put it at the top, yeah. and then in the Waypoint, and then in the public feeds uh, of the Ava ones, so that people get the get the reminder. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Uh, until then, fuck capitalism. <laughs> Go home. But you know, in the. <laughs> In the sense of, like, we hate it. Ooh, hate <laughs> capitalism. But don't, like, hate fuck capitalism. <laughs> but, like, just be like, boo, I reject this cut entirely. We're, we're done. We're out. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's the fucking gamer company? Alienware? 
No. ROG. Rog. S S. Republic of Gamers. Republic of Gamers. Republic of Gaming Company. It's a nation. Thank you. So. We are a nationhood. You didn't get your ballot for the the election coming up for the Republic of Gamers. Jesus Christ. It's a representative republic. Ninja is my representative. That's <laughs> the new coach of the gamer republic. I was gonna say that's that, that's that's what we're voting on every time we vote for uh, content creator of the year for the game yeah. awards. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's who's the next? Uh, who who will become Jeff's prime minister? Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Time dot is. All right. Uh, shall we go on twelve? Uh, shall we go on fifteen? Yeah. Shall we go on 20? 20. 15. 20. No. Okay. 20. <laughs> 20. 20. I might have been a little early on that. Mm. I'm sure you were fine. Mm. I'm sure you were great. I was very precise. I was... The moment it struck struck 20, I was clapping. You were already mid-clap. Yeah. <laughs> 